Hello, friends. Welcome back to the Blue French Horn podcast with Chelsea and Sierra. I am Chelsea. This is Sierra. How is everybody doing? What's up, friends? Welcome back. Today is a very good day. And also, this is going to be very weird for you guys. So just to put this out up front, (laughs) we recorded this episode. And then one of us, who shall remain nameless, but is probably the one speaking right now, um... (laughs) forgot to download the recording and it disappeared so we are uh recording this kind of out of order because we recorded this and then it went away and then we recorded the next episode slap bet and now we're recording this one again so one of the weirder things about that that you're going to notice is that in the last episode uh i apologize and i continue to apologize to you guys for the lack of content and episodes and stuff like that because uh, I have been having a really hard time as I got laid off at the end of December and it took went into effect February 1st. But as of this recording, I got a job. But- Yay! Snaps for Chelsea. Snaps for me. Thank you so much. Yeah, that happened a few hours ago. So just like lit- I literally just got a job <laughs> today. So we are very excited. Uh, so yeah, you're going to hear kind of a weird tonal shift between this week and next week when I apologize to you guys because I got laid off. Um, because that's just how we had to record things. So uh, I still do apologize because yeah, as of this, you probably haven't seen a super lot of content from us. We are hoping that it's going to improve when we get back into a rhythm now that um, the holidays are over and hopefully this crippling violent depression that I have been in will start to subside. <laughs> so um, yeah. Fingers crossed. Yeah. So thank again, thank you. Endless thank you for patience and for listening to our episodes when we do get them to you and for engaging with our content. And shouts out to all of you that really enjoy that limousine New Year's Eve uh, <laughs> reel. Because <laughs> we get notifications every day and it makes me happy every single time. So shouts out to you guys. It does. Um, also, I turned my notifications off because you guys like it so much. Um, yes. That we my have- phone was like, bing bong, bing bong, bing bong. Yes, I have that too. But, you know, like, what what a problem to have. <laughs> so upsetting. Yeah, the worst. <laughs> uh, and we hope you guys liked that episode that we had with Molly. Uh, I think that would be the last one that you guys would have heard at this point. Um, so that was so much fun. And, um, yeah, so on to this week's episode, Atlantic yes. City. Atlantic City. Um, so do we want to start with the best segment on our show? Of course. <laughs> Shoot up. <laughs> so my first note is Lily's gorgeous layered tank tops. Yes, mine too. I'm like, why are you wearing two tank tops with your sweatpants, homie? Because because this is the mid 2000s, y'all. This was the height of fashion. I guess. Especially the like plain white one underneath, like the lacy one with the buttons. Chef's kiss. I absolutely wore if not this exact outfit a slight variation of it repeatedly yeah Yeah, i did not um i mostly just wore really big shirts though in jeans that's fair um my first note is robin's plunging red number oh everybody had she did with the um with the like secretary skirt the pencil skirt Mm -hmm. do you remember i had one for sure the dresses that were made to look like that it was supposed to look like you had like the top and the pencil skirt but it was a dress and it was all attached i did not have one 
I had a couple. I had each piece. I had yeah. a piece of each. <laughs> I had. I also had a piece of each, um, especially when I worked at David's Bridal, because it was during this time period, and that was very like appropriate. That makes sense. Yeah. Business casual. Yes. Exactly. I had a blue and a black shirt like that though. And it like tied in the back. So it like cinched the waist that I oh. didn't really have because I didn't have hips yet. Fair. Um <laughs> <laughs> Lily's belted number when they're in Atlantic City. Oh, before we get there, I have okay. Mar- Marshall's Eagle graphic tee, which is layered when she proposes to him in the kitchen. And I think the shirt itself wasn't too bad like the colors were fine but like it was just it gave me like throwback 90s vibes kind of it was, it was so big <laughs> it was the yeah it was the Abercrombie and Fitch of it all I agree that's it yeah that's it. I agree with you there um yes Lily's like you said her belted number yeah with the headband she yes. started with the headbands in this episode just the full blow the full Blair Waldorf realness Mm -hmm. just especially yeah i forgot until this episode how we uh, we all used to do the headbands like back on our heads like that so your bangs could come out in the front it was wildly uncomfortable and it didn't serve any purpose the whole point of a headband is to kind of like hold your hair back yeah and this defeated that entire purpose 100 percent did and it was so uncomfortable but i did it we all did it yeah it was a fashion staple and if you didn't do it it's because you didn't have bangs or you just, yeah. But I would do it without bangs and kind of like tuck my front hair like behind my ear so it would kind of look like I had bangs. Fake bangs. Yeah. Or I would do like like the head, like the regular hair in the front and then the headband and then I'd like take that hair back so it kind of had that like half up, half down, but with the headband look. It was it's way too much. I mostly wear mine in a ponytail. So I don't know who I'm talking about. I got a really bad haircut around sophomore junior year where I tried to get layers by someone who doesn't know how to cut layers for curly hair. Which that sounds atrocious. I feel like we've all done at some point. If you have curly mm-hmm. hair and you start to get layers, it takes a while to find a hairdresser who knows what the fuck they're doing. Yep. Um, and so they cut like one layer too short. So it was really puffy. And then the rest of my long hair like weighed it down. So it was not a cute look. So I would twist the two front pieces back in like bobby pins and I wore my hair like that for six months straight until those layers kind of grew out. I mean, it makes sense. You have to do what you got to do. Yeah, but I would not like people would be like, just put your hair all the way down. And I like refused to let people even like look at my hair all the way down. I hated it so much. Sounds like my sixth grade haircut, except for my hair. It was only wavy back then. So, like, now the front of it curls and the back of it waves. But, like, back then it was mostly straight with a little bit of waves. Thanks, hormones, I guess. Um, well, that, and, and, like, in middle school, like, I remember I've had curly hair my whole life. But in middle school, my hair was more like that, too, because we all brushed it out. Like, none of us knew what we were doing for curly hair. Fair. I got that haircut that cut it up to my chin. I wanted it to my shoulders, and she goes, oops, and it was up to my chin, and I was like, I hate this. Yeah, I feel that. And I just, it looked like I had a bowl cut. <laughs> I was not, I was not interested. Did you look like a little lad with berries and cream? Uh, yeah, I did. <laughs> Thank you. I did. Thank you for asking. You're welcome. <laughs> It was bad. Yeah, I feel that. That's, yeah. The only other bad haircut that I remember similar to that was right before my wedding. 
I just went to get a trim and I had grown my hair out. It wasn't as long as it is now, but it was it was pretty long. And I just asked for a trim. She took like six inches off. The, okay. I went home and cried. Did she used to be like blind? I don't know what her deal was, especially like, I don't know in what person's language that's a trim. I don't know. And she asked, she asked afterwards, she was like, is it too short? And I said no, because if I said yes, what the hell was she going to do about it? Glue it back on? <laughs> no. <laughs> I was like, but I ew. guess it's fine. Yeah. I hate that. They're like, do you like it? And I'm like, it's hair. It's fine. And you didn't cut it straight. So no. Yeah. Like, I told one lady that I hated it after she was done. Good for you. Because I was like, you need, I was like, it needs to be long layers. I need you to thin it out because it gives me migraines. And I want it to be <clears throat> just like a blunt cut across the back with that long layer. One long layer. One. Yeah. Just I for some dimension. Had no, at, like the top layer was like short enough to puff up like a mushroom. So I'm not, I just, do you like it? No, I don't. Yeah, that's how mine was in that haircut in high school. Was Yeah, the short layer was enough to be a mushroom. I remember I went to see, I believe it was the movie Raising Helen with Kate Hudson. And she had beautiful, long, curly layers. And so did Hayden Patentiera, who was also in that movie, who also has curly hair. They both had beautiful, long, perfect curly layers. My mom was like, you should go get that haircut. And I was like, yeah, you're right, I should. And then this lady was like, yeah, I know how to do that. Narrator voice. She did not know how to do that. She did not. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hashtag traumatizing haircuts. Um, For sure. <laughs> um, okay, let's see. Fashion. My next one's back to Robin. Uh, the amazing look. The bathing suit shirt with the boobies. Yeah. Yes. That's my also mine. I If I dig around hard enough, I might be able to find it. I found one of those at a thrift store one time. I did not buy it, but there's a picture of me holding it up to myself. Wow. Did yeah. Ted stare at your boobies too? If he had been there, I'm sure he would have, but it was mm-hmm. just me and my mom. <laughs> she did not stare. No, she did take the picture for me though. <laughs> She's probably like, okay. <laughs> then and I have the green blazer girl behind okay. the counter at the courthouse with her blazer. Oh, Garfunkel and Oats girl. Yeah, that girl. I was like, green blazer girl. Um, oh, and then I just had, the, I think the only other fashion note that I have is Ted is in brown, so shockingly. He's so boring. Yeah. <laughs> He's the most boring. Okay. Do we want to go back to the top of the episode? No, nah, let's start in the middle. Okay. <laughs> Lily and Marshall are back together, and he is wowing her with his pancakes. Yeah. Um, first of all, a man that could cook pancakes could get it. Okay. Uh, you're not wrong. Especially, like, blueberry pancakes. Absolutely. Chocolate chip pancakes. Girl. Mm-hmm. Pumpkin. Oh, pumpkin. I, I need to have that. Girl, they're so good. I know you're not a big pumpkin girl, but <laughs> I still think you would like them because the pumpkin is very subtle. They mostly just taste like cinnamon. So if you like cinnamon, you'll like them. I'm in. Yeah. Um, I make pumpkin muffins. Uh, it's basically spice cake with pumpkin puree. Yeah, that's essentially what pumpkin pancakes are. I'm in. They good. Okay. Yeah, they're so good. If the next time I am in your neck of the woods, well, it's kind of between our necks of the woods, but we can make it work. Um, there's a diner in Clearwater, and they have pumpkin pancakes year-round. So we should go there. They're fancy. They are fancy. So, yeah. So he's like, I make pancakes. And Lily's like, oh, you learned to cook. You want to make dinner? And he's like, yeah. Y- y- you want pancakes? 
And she just starts laughing. She's like, my man can, or my fiance can cook, or my future husband can cook. And I'm like, you're what you now? just assume that you're going to get married? Yeah. You would have just heard out and stomped on it. Which that's an interesting thing. That's a position I've never been in. I'm sure it's a position that you've never been in. If you guys have been in a relationship, yeah, where you were going to get married and then you broke up and got back together, did you just assume you were going to get married again? Because that's I would think you have to build the trust back, you know, and like he would have to ask you again. Because like when first boyfriend and I were dating, we dated for 10 months and he broke up with me. And then over the summer, he was like, oh, my God, I miss you so much. I love you. Please take me back. And I was like, OK, but I couldn't fully trust him for a few months. You know, yeah, had to like feel it out. Yeah, I get that. He's what it is, I suppose. Yeah. So yeah, so then they're in the in the kitchen and she's just like, We haven't talked about it, but like I still wanna. Do you still wanna? And he's like, I'm sorry, what? He's like, That's how you're gonna propose to me, Lily. And it was cute. I like that he makes her work for it. And like obviously he's gonna say yes, but he just makes her squirm a little bit. Mm-hmm. And then it's a you know, I love the throwback to the pilot where Yes, that's what I wrote down. Doing it on the kitchen floor seems to be a tradition for them. Yeah, it's cute. I like it. And apparently uh, Lily uses syrup in a very creative way, which yeah. sounds like an infection waiting to happen personally. But <gasps> I mean, if it was only for him, I guess maybe it's okay. But yeah. As long as she wasn't, I don't know. Yeah, maybe just on like nips. That's, that's allowed. Pharmacy call. Um, and then they start talking about, you know, getting married and she has a realization that she has to, you know, stand up there in front of Marshall's entire Midwestern giant family, um, after she made him call everybody and cancel it. So she's like, let's elope! That, and she doesn't want to go through the rigmarole of planning, which we've talked about at length on this podcast previously, so we won't rehash it, but I understand. And so do you. Um, mm -hmm. I did elope, so there's that. Yeah. And I um, didn't, and I almost went stark raving mad. So, you know. There's that. So, yeah, so then they go round everybody up. Yes. Somehow they break into the new set. Like, who just lets you into the new set? I think with this, I think we learn pretty quickly, if we haven't already, that this new set is pretty chill and pretty no budget. So no, you, That's for sure. So, I and I feel like they probably visit her there, visited her there before. Um, well, she so, goes, these are my friends. It's okay. They're with me. And I'm like, they just walked on the set and just started jogging at you while yeah. the camera was rolling. From someone who used to work at a, previously at a television, at an entertainment company that was like doing live shows and television and stuff, I would have to show up early. There wasn't like a special entrance or anything. I would just walk in and it was open early. Like you didn't have to text anyone or anything. You'd just walk oh. in the open door. So... And they and that was a big a big show. Security. Yeah, that was like a big show from a big budget company. Yeah, but um, yeah. So I feel like this is fairly low budget. It's probably fair. It's I feel like stuff like that in general. It's fairly a lot easier to get into these places than you would probably think. You just kind of have to have some nerve. (laughs) I don't have that. So is what it is. Like the time we absolutely did not or may or may not have gone into that theater at Belmont University because I was curious about what theaters looked like in Tennessee. And, and I had to pee. Yeah, and you did. And I was like, I wonder if this elevator goes somewhere cool. And it did. <laughs> and no one stopped me. <laughs> nope. Nope. Sure didn't. <laughs> the door was open. <laughs> I remember I came out and I was like, hello? <laughs> You're like, oh, I went upstairs. I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, it was cool. <laughs> 
It's not a crime if the door's open, right? That's what the law says, I'm sure. Being caught is what, nine-tenths of the law? <laughs> yeah, exactly. No one stopped me. Yeah. Um, everything was like golden red, if I remember. It was like beautiful. everything. Yeah, it was beautiful. It was cool. It was a good time. It also smelled like, if you've ever been into a theater, that's what it smelled like. They all smell identical. and it Like old chairs and paper? Yeah, kind of like that. And like the yeah, curtains and stuff. Yeah, it brought Dust. back like... It brought back, like, yeah, <laughs> sense memories of growing up in theater. I was like, oh, yep, yep, that's theater. That's <laughs> found where it. we're at. <laughs> I could have just closed my eyes and followed my nose and probably would have found it. So, so yeah, so they break in and then, they're, yeah, they're so concerned. And this is such a high-quality program that Robin's like, I can't leave work. Like, we're in the middle of a newscast. And they're like, no, no, it's fine. Mike, the producer, he can read the news. You can read the news, right? He's like, yeah, no, I'm the best at reading. <laughs> Yeah, as he's like staring around, like the yeah. <laughs> um. So then they is next they find Ted, right? Yep. And he's all like, "Oh, well, I can't go. I'm kind of a big deal. I'm the project manager." And they're like, "But Ted, we're gonna be telling the story for like ever about how we eloped to Atlantic City." He's like, "Can can we leave out the part where I hesitated?" I'm like, "Yeah, no, we're good. We can retcon that. That's fine." Yeah. Then they're like, "Where's Barney?" And they find him, and he's getting a pedicure because he fancy self care. Yeah, I Barney like is the epitome of self care. Honestly, Barney, yeah, Barney is like absolutely. I will self care twenty four seven because I mm-hmm. need that. Good for you. I like it. Good for you, Barney. We all we all need more of that that energy. So then Lily's like, well, you know, since we're here, and so then they all get a pedicure because it's her wedding day, and she's the bride, and you can't say no to her. Apparently. And no one at all questions that they're going to go get married. Zero people. I mean, Ted does for like half a second. In this episode? Oh, I guess he doesn't. He just has the stage going. He doesn't question that they're getting married. Yeah. Um, oh, and then Barney jokingly was like, oh, congratulations, Lil. Marshall, you're getting married? What the hell? Um, yeah. <laughs> but it's more of just like a joke. It's um, like a fun dichotomy in the same scene, in the same room. <laughs> yeah. Um. So then they're like, okay, let's go. And then they get there and Atlantic City looks like Vegas but worse for old people yeah i've never been to vegas or atlantic city i have been to like i have been to a couple different casinos i I don't find them appealing at all but this seemed like the worst version of them yes so they look around and like okay we got to find a veil and then we got to find a bouquet and then robin you look too cute so you got to go get like uncute right and barney's like talking to the chinese businessman yeah he's like like okay <laughs> i like at this point too that for the most part they're like you know when it comes to barney we probably don't want to know so we're just gonna move on from that gonna keep trekking everything's yeah. fine and so instead of looking for the veil which again this is like unusual and kind of shitty behavior for ted like ted is like mr weddings mr this mr that and he's like we need to find, or Marshall's like, we need to find the veil. Or we looked everywhere and we couldn't find it. Like, okay, what That's some Barney behavior. Exactly. That's like, you're on some Barney shit today. Yeah, and, and then Barney's all like, I'll go find the veil. Yeah, and then he comes back and he's like, look, I found the veil. She wasn't ready to get married. So, strippers? So then they have a bachelor party in 18 minutes. Yeah, and so then, of course, Marshall's all panicked. He's like, I got a lap dance. We had strippers, blah, blah, blah. Okay, listen. Lily absolutely is the cool wife that does not give a shit. They would, no. Marshall and Lily are the couple that they would go together and she would like pick a hot stripper for him to get a lap dance. 1000%. Yeah. 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 And, she, and then she might also get one. Probably. She probably got one first. 
because Marshall and Lily have hashtag buy wife energy. Um, yes. Which only increases as the show goes on. Um, yes, Robin. <laughs> <laughs> so then, yeah, Robin comes out in the perfect bridesmaid's outfit. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry I didn't put you in this when I got married. I apologize. I am very upset with you. I thought you might be. Fuck that flattering blue dress. Definitely should have been wearing that t-shirt. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, also, you looked so pretty in that dress. Thanks. I remember my one job was to make sure your bustle stayed up. You did. Oh, yeah. That was so nice. I remember that. I don't know who pointed at me and said, make sure that happens. But I was like, okay. I think you were just at David's Vital with me when I picked it up, like from the alterations. And so you and they were like, your job. And you were like, all right. <laughs> Oh, and I remember you when you came to try on the dress, you had little tiny Billy. He was so little. He was a little baby. Yeah. He was Aww. like eight months old. He was so tiny. Um, then they talked to that lady. I called her Sassy Roz lady. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Where she's like, uh, yeah, I'm pretty yeah, sure I know. Days. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm pretty yeah, I'm pretty sure I know what the laws are for marriage in a state where I work at a wedding chapel, but thanks. Yeah. Sassy Roz lady. She is very Roz. I like it. I like that approximation. Mm-hmm. So Sassy Roz lady tells them that they can go to the courthouse and see if a judge will give them a, the marriage license today. And they're like, oh my god, we're in love, so we're gonna do that. Yeah, and um, I like also that they all have drinks with like these little flamingos in them. I thought that I don't know why. I thought that was funny. <laughs> I didn't even notice. <laughs> yeah, they had like these little like you know sometimes you have like an umbrella. These ones just like had random flamingos, and I thought it was funny. Flamingos are way cooler because yeah. I like flamingos. There's a coffee shop. Oh, we went to it. Kawa. There's a coffee shop here that does like a special summertime latte. It has like islandy flavors in it. And they put a the little like cocktail umbrella in it. And I think it's so cute every time. I love it. Yeah. So this is the first time uh, Ted begins to appreciate Robin's shirt. Yes. I said Ted staring at the shirt boobs. She's like, you're staring at my shirt boobs. He's like, no, I'm not. I'm yeah, appreciating the body underneath them. Okay, I was staring a little. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so this is when we see Garfunkel and Oates Girl. Yes, and there's more Chinese businessmen that speak to Barney in fluent Chinese words. Yeah, and everyone's like, still not going to question that. Check. Mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. It's all totally fine. Nothing to see here. Barney's being normal. Yeah, all good. All good, good, good. Um, so then she's like, well, you can't see a judge and sorry, I can't wave the thing for you because I'm not a judge. She does that annoying thing where they're like, okay, well, can we see a judge? And she goes, absolutely, is what I would say if you could see a judge today. Yeah. And she did it for everything. And they were like, oh my God. You're useless. Leave us alone. Just say no. Yeah. And she super bummed out Robin when she was like, you're on candid camera. Yeah. Robin's like, really? Is what I'd say if we were on candid camera. Yeah. So they just begrudgingly walk away. <laughs> and then they pull like a funny little visual gag where they're like, we'll wait out here because it's the, near the bathroom and judges have to pee and everyone has to pee and judges are people. So we'll just hang out here. And then like, they're like, how long could it take? And then they go up to a vending machine and some old people came and stood their seats and they had them dressed exactly like them. So where it looked like they aged. Yes. It, I, I liked it. It was a cute little visual gag. It was. And then Ted and Robin do it in a closet. They do, uh, which is an interesting choice in a courthouse. I feel like there's probably cameras Also, why is the closet open? That, yeah. I have questions at Atlantic City. Again, the second time in this episode, I feel like most places are not as secure as you want them to be. I can tell you the Pinellas County Courthouse is very secure. 
I've not hung out there very much. I get to be there on March 1st. Um, um, they're doing it at the courthouse. And, and then she's, oh, yeah. t- tells the judge everything ever. Yeah, and I like when they do it at the courthouse. She's like, yes, I'll leave the shirt on. <laughs> Yes. yes, yes, yes. <laughs> um, yeah, and yeah, Barney's like, oh my god, they don't want to get married, and also these two just did it in a closet. Barney, chill, baby, damn. <laughs> yeah, they're like, Barney, what are you doing? He goes, we're under oath. And Ted's like, no, we're not. We didn't swear an oath. Did we? No, we didn't. Do you know what oath means? It's like, yeah, courthouse. Oath, we're under it. <laughs> he thought it was like, that's the roof of a courthouse. <laughs> What an absolute dingleberry. So then they go to the back to the casino. Yeah. Because then they're like, we just got to find a ship captain. Lily is going kind of manic at this point. Kind of? (laughs) (laughs) Okay. And so she goes up to a lady. She's like, are you a ship captain? And the girl goes, this is my machine. And it's the lady from Drop Dead Gorgeous who's the dance teacher. And I got so excited because I love that movie. <laughs> and that woman is so funny. <laughs> it's a good part. She's like, eh. Yeah. <laughs> if you have not seen Drop Dead Gorgeous, what are you doing with your life? You need to go watch it. It Percy is. Alley is a staple, okay? Yeah. And it's Amy Adams' first movie. She oh, plays. Oh, is it? Yes. And, like, the late uh, Brittany Murphy Murphy is, yeah, Brittany Murphy is in it, R.I.P. Uh, Kristen Dunst stars in it, and she's fantastic. And as is the law of all films, uh, one in three films has to have Alice and Janney in it. So Alice and Janney is in it. <laughs> one in three films. There, there's a law somewhere there has to be because that woman is in everything <laughs> i love her i think she's great but i also find it interesting that she's in every movie ever um it's a mockumentary before mockumentaries were a thing like mm-hmm. it, um well i mean i guess christopher guest had done a couple before that like the best in show and stuff but yeah it's fantastic so if you haven't seen it highly recommend fantastic movie um but yeah this lady is in it and she's really really funny this is my machine <laughs> it reminded me of phoebe and that woman with the quarters in uh, oh she's just following her around gets kicked out of the yeah scene. that's it it reminded me of um so then the boys are like oh let's go get a drink at the bar and then they're like hey we found a ship captain and he's like yeah, yeah. what up Yes, and then he's like, yeah, there's nothing I love more than bringing people together and $5,000. And Lily's like, done! $5,000, that's a lot for an elopement, especially in 2006. That's a lot of money. Yeah, and then she's like, okay, give your hand out your money. Don't think about it, just do it. I'm like, why are you the worst friend? I was going to say, girl, you are so entitled. My God. Like, Gen Z all, who? Already, like, dropped everything, made everyone drop everything that they were doing and go to Atlantic City with you. Come to Atlantic City with me, which, as far as I know from, like, New York and Atlantic City, that's not, like, 20 minutes. Like, No, uh, it's, like, hours. Yeah. And then it's, like, yeah, everyone just, like, give all your money up. Bitch! And no one protested. Well, also, because Barney. But it's whatever. Yeah, Barney's like before they get to be able to think logically, Barney's like, I can get us that money. Yeah. The face you made was perfect. 
So then he's like, hey, quick, quick question. Has anyone noticed that I've been talking to strange Chinese businessmen all day? And Ted's like, yeah. Have you noticed how none of us have asked about it because we're scared about the answer? <laughs> <laughs> and so he's like, yeah, if I just go play this game, because uh, when I had a gambling problem, I used to come here all the time. Uh, so let's go play this game and I can win you money. And so then, of course, they're playing the game and Marshall, being the game master that he is, figures it out almost immediately. I said Marshall is the game rain man. Amazing. I love that. And so then he's like, Barney, split your tiles. You can triple your money if you find the jelly bean. And Barney's like, don't you think I already know what I'm... Oh, and yes. So, yeah. And so it ensues and he does find the jelly bean. Mm-hmm. Which is great. And he gets but, the $5,000. Yay. Which he does, he does, which is amazing. But also, we've all seen his apartment, right? He absolutely had five grand. He could have just given to them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like without noticing yeah no mm-mm. he he's got a wall tv two in two rooms i can't yeah yeah and yeah that like that lifestyle stormtrooper those are several thousands of dollars alone have you ever tried to buy one of those things or looked at them i have because i'm a dork they're several thousands of dollars <laughs> thank you for answering for me because my answer was going to be no i have not um <laughs> yeah well some of us are nerds <laughs> I am just not a stormtrooper nerd. So then they're on the boat. And can yes. I know, how far is international water from freaking Jersey? Because you can still see the Jersey skyline. That's the thing. Like, yeah, I don't know where the line is. Um, like, but... latitudinally and longitudinally, I need to know. Because I feel like they didn't go far enough out. Agreed. Yeah, it's not like Florida where you can go, like, 30 minutes. And you're like, hey, look, we're almost in Cuba. This is fine. Cuba! Yeah. Good <laughs> uh, coffee. And also, uh, the, one, the one time Ted is redeeming in this episode is Barney is like, oh, my God, I can't wait to get back to the shore. This is amazing. I feel fantastic. I love gambling. And Ted's like, when we get home, we're going to go to a little meeting, okay? And yeah. Barney's like, why can't I do it just a little? Poor Barney. <laughs> Because you can't, Barney. Poor Barney. Um, so that was it. That was very nice of Ted. Yes. Uh, After uh, everyone was like, yeah, sure, Barney, go ahead. You have an addiction. That's fine. Yeah. Like, oof. Yeah. If you, yeah. PSA that shouldn't need to be a PSA. If you have friends that have an addiction of any kind, don't encourage them to do the thing that they're addicted to. That's being a bad friend. The more you know. G.I. Joe. Apparently, uh, Lily and friends do not know that because when it benefits your wedding, it's okay to encourage your friends to engage with their addictions. Apparently. <laughs> and my biggest, I'm a huge fan of how the end of this plays out because they're there. He's like, do you want the funny one or the serious one? They're like, we want the serious one. He's like, are you sure? Because there's a lot of funny nautical jokes in there. And they're like, no, thanks. And then he's doing it. And he goes, and they're like, wait, we don't want to do it anymore. After he's gotten through all of the words. Yeah. And I'm like, come on. Nah. And so they're watching it and apparently like the sun is just setting. And so it's like nice and beautiful. And then as happens, you know, you get caught up in a moment. And then Ted's like to Robin, like, I can't believe you never want to get married. And she's like, well, I never said never. I'm pretty sure you did. She definitely did. At least five. Yeah. And also shout out to, I like that he has his boat decorated with like the starfish and stuff like that to make it all look (laughs) pretty for weddings. I just thought that was cute. Yeah. So they call off the wedding because they don't want to do it he's like oh, you guys shared a look what was that look and they're like oh well we want to do it in front of the family and do all the blah blah blahs and all the things she said she didn't want to do in the beginning 
And she's like, We're, we don't want to do it. We don't want to do it. And then they start to kiss. And she's like, I love you, Marshmallow. And he's like, I love you, Lily Pad. And then the guy goes, I'm not Yeah. He's like, I guess I could unpronounce you. And they're like, Unpronounce us. Unpronounce us. Yeah. And, and so that then. Kids is the story of how Aunt Marshall and Uncle. Oh. Yeah. Aunt Lily and Uncle Marshall were married for 12 seconds. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh my gosh, yeah. And so then Ted is like, oh, come on. Like, you guys are canceling another wedding. You really expect us to come to, like, the third wedding that you guys have planned? Okay, Ted, why don't you shut down, shut up, and back the fuck down. You would go to a thousand of their weddings, and you know it, you cheesy motherfucker. Take a few seats and just sit on them, okay? Yeah, you're a lying liar who lies. You would go to every one of their weddings a thousand times because you're a Mm -hmm. sappy little romantic what she said and so at the end we get a very funny little piece mm-hmm. uh, ted Mar- walks out a marshall lily in the boob shirt and then um i think lily's like is robin here and marshall's like i hope so <laughs> like sir you have a problem if that shirt's doing that much okay yes so interestingly when we made, when we recorded this episode the first time, I had actually made a note after we recorded it because I was thinking and I figured we'd bring it up on the next episode and then I forgot. So now we can add it on to this one where it was intended. Oh, okay. I think it's interesting that since they got together, we have had nary an episode that focuses on Ted and Robin. And I think that's really interesting. And this is my theory on it. And I want, I want to hear your thoughts on it. So what I wrote was Ted and Robin's relationship is not the focus because Ted cared more about the pursuit of the relationship and the fantasy of the of the relationship more than actually being in one. And now that he's in one, he's just like complacent. There's way more thought than I ever put into this show. But I mean, it would track as what Ted does with his life. Yeah. As evidenced by any other relationship he's had so far and in the future. Yeah. And that's such a bummer because mm-hmm. Robin is such a catch. He's like, I love love and the idea of love, but I'm not good at doing the love thing. Yeah. Because, and I mean, I guess he has said before, like, he's like, I wish you could, like, he, I mean, by said before, I mean in the pilot. He's like, yeah, I wish you could, like, skip past all that stuff because, like, I'm good at, like, being a good kisser and being a good father and doing, like, the husband stuff and walking your dogs. Like, that's the stuff that I would be good at. So I guess he openly admits that he's a shitty boyfriend in a roundabout way. That's but, funny. I didn't even think of that. <laughs> I didn't either until right now. But, like, you have to do the boyfriend stuff to earn the husband stuff, Ted. That's the part you forgot. Yeah. Obviously, Ted. That's why you wear brown. And gave up your blazers. Which, yeah. The fact that you have us saying that we miss the blazers is a problem, Ted Mosby. Yeah. <laughs> Bring back the blazers. So, yeah. Like one I an episode, though, not six. But I just think it's really interesting that, yeah, we kept seeing Ted and Robin, Ted and Robin, Ted and Robin when he was pursuing her. And now that he has her, he's like, eh, all right, cool. Like, what a bummer. I mean, it was kind of the same with Ross and Rachel for a little bit, though. Yeah. It kind of focused on the other guys because they were in a relationship and they were happy. But I guess it's still, like, I feel like you're not wrong, but I feel like Friends in general was more of an ensemble show. Where this show, like, this show is an ensemble show, but Ted is clearly the protagonist. Mm-hmm. You, you know, sometimes I mean? he's the antagonist. Well, <laughs> yeah. 
but I feel like Friends was intended it to be a group of friends. So I see that. And I still feel like, too, again, I haven't watched Friends in a little while, um, but... I feel like even when they were just in a relationship, they still showed them being like very like affectionate with each other. Like in yeah. this, like besides staring at the shirt, the shirt boobs in this episode and like the last couple episodes, I feel like um, Ted and Robin just kind of act like besties. Yeah, that's true. And like the rom- uh, like the romance is already gone, and this was like the girl of your dreams, the girl you destroyed a relationship with Victoria over. Idiot. Yeah, and, like, this girl was, you know, you watched her date these other people and were miserable about it. And all this self-sabotaging, almost destroy someone's wedding over her bullshit. Mm-hmm. To then just be like, okay, cool, once you already have her. Like, that's a bummer. And that's actually, I, like, I feel like that's not terribly uncommon either. Um, which is I don't also, think it is. Which is also a bummer. It's um, also part of it's the rose-tinted glasses because, you know, when you first start, everything about that person is amazing and all that stuff. Then you get used to them and their mannerisms and all that stuff. If you don't know how to keep it going for yourself and, like, keep the that little piece, like, flamed, it dies out pretty fast. Probably after yeah. the first, like, six months. Yeah, but even this, like, has it even been... It has maybe been six months at this point. That's the thing. Like, this is the honeymoon period, y'all. <laughs> like, yeah. But, I been... mean, they also spend every single day together, too. Yeah. Yeah, I guess, true. this is, like, the downfall of, like, when you don't have a friend group outside of your relationship. Yeah, because Robin has no friends. Yeah. Sure. And, and Ted has Marshall and Lily, but those are also, yeah. and Barney, but those are also all of Robin's friends. So when you have only all the same friends, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah i just think it's i think it's interesting and i think it's a bummer yeah um, me too yeah with how just absolutely madly in love with her he was in the first season to just just kind of be like all right <laughs> this is fine yeah so i don't know i think that's interesting Hopefully and, like, he kicks it back in high gear i mean next episode because we already recorded it <laughs> but like next episode we see a little bit more focus on them but again well he's, that's he's, because of other things though yeah and it, circumstances yeah, and again, he's kind of like a dick in the next episode a little bit. Well, Ted's kind of a dick all the time. Sometimes we just excuse it. Yeah, and yeah. So, and just, I just thought that I wanted to bring that up because I didn't get to bring that up the first time we recorded this. And I think it's a bummer, but also really interesting about how this show has kind of shifted. And like and like, like you said, and again, I'm not taking anything away from the show. Obviously, I love the show. We started a whole podcast about it. But like, if they're going to kind of like drift apart and... um. Like you said, like the spark finally calls. That's interesting. Like, let us see that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I don't think in 2006 they were that forward thinking about it, though. They were probably just like, oh, Marshall and Lily, they got back together. So they're the focal point now. Yeah. And, the, and, and like, yeah, there is definitely reasons that that makes more sense to focus the show that way, too. Because, yeah, this is like a 22 minute comedy show in the mid 2000s. So I'm probably looking too deep into it. But, um, too deep, Chelsea. But also, I think this show is a very unique show in the fact that it's a romantic comedy centered around a man. Um, and I think stuff like this is just interesting to point out because you this is not always the case when you get when in the female centered version mm-hmm. of these things. You don't always see this part. It's always very much like with the women's side. It seems like when you watch these things, it's very like they're very like so thrilled and so happy and very attached to their new partner. So mm-hmm. I think it's it's interesting to like notice these differences as we go through the show does that make sense yes yeah so i think that about wraps us up for this one did you have anything else 
Nope. Okay. Let me pull up our socials. Thanks, everybody, for joining us today for this episode of the Blue French Horn Podcast. I am totally weighing this because I forgot what I was supposed to say. Um, if you'd like to find us on our social media, you can find us here. You can find us on Instagram at the underscore Blue French Horn Podcast. You can find us at Twitter at Blue French Horn Pod No Ease. You can find us on TikTok at the Blue French Horn Podcast. You can send us an email at the Blue French Horn Podcast at gmail.com. And you can leave us a voicemail on our anchor, and we would love to hear from you guys. We would. We'll we play abs- them on air if we ever get one. Yeah, we absolutely will. Um, but besides that, we will see you next week for Slap Bet, which is a All fan favorite. <laughs> yeah. Already recorded and a fan favorite and a favorite mm-hmm. of yours and mine. So cannot wait. So thank you guys for listening. And we will talk to you soon. Bye, friends. Bye, friends.